Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're connected to Business Wrap. Find us online at businesswrap.biz. On Twitter, using handle AskBizWrap. And on Facebook, just search Business Wrap. And now, Michigan Reimagined with Chris Buck. Welcome, listeners. You know, the need for talent retention and attraction is well known, especially in Michigan, where vibrancy and economic development is only limited by its desperate need for population and talent growth. Here to talk about an interactive effort to retain the talent in the Lansing region is the executive director of Lansing 501, Mr. Chris Sell. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate the invitation. Well, welcome back, I think, is more uh, is more uh, apropos. Uh, you know, you've been a friend to Michigan Reimagined, but for those of who don't know the Lansing 501 story, share with us the mission and what exactly you guys do. Absolutely. Lansing 501 was founded in 2016. We are a nonprofit organization aimed at attracting and retaining emerging talent to the Lansing region. We are led by a group of young professional volunteers who give a lot of their nights, weekends, lunch hours, and occasional uh, afternoon time periods to put together our dynamic programming and events. Uh, Myself and Josh Holliday do day-to-day administration for the organization. And really, our vision is to showcase the best of Lansing to Lansing's future. And we do that through some events and programming, of course. That's kind of how we got to start. But we're doing more and more about place-based marketing as a, as a real tool for talent attraction and retention. So you talked about being founded in 2016. So um, as of this recording in June of 2019, this is your third summer, fourth summer of This is events? our fourth summer of events. Okay. And it's geared towards young professionals and, and, and even more specifically, a lot of interns. Is that right? Yeah. So we got our start in 2016, specifically kind of rolling out the red carpet for college interns. And that's how we're fueled. Uh, we partner with employer partners across the, the region uh, and in turn provide value-added programming for their employees. And we really did get our start with interns because I recognize there was a need. Uh, we were welcoming uh, thousands of young people to the region for the summer. We had this very captive audience. I think sometimes folks in our region think that Lansing area kind of gets really quiet because all these MSU students might leave to go to their respective internships or go back home, wherever home is. But the reality is that we have a lot of talent here. And in some cases, they've never stepped foot in our community before. So that's how we got our start. But since then, we've scaled out so that now when we do events of programming, uh, they are predominantly open to the public. Our summer event series, uh, which is our busiest event time, 
uh, our events are are open to anybody. And we use the term emerging professional because we recognize someone who's 19 years old and a sophomore in college participating in internship might find a lot of value in coming to our events. But someone in their late 30s, early 40s who maybe has ties to the region, left for a while uh, in th- thinking about coming back home, uh, they want to raise a family here or they recognize the ongoing transformation of our city and uh, they, they want to live and work in the, in, in the region, uh, they would find a lot of value in coming out to our events or hearing our message as well. So we use the term emerging professional to kind of capture that of an inclusive audience. And just to give an example, at our summer event series last summer, uh, Autos Insurance sent over 250 employees to our events cumulatively across the summer, and less than a third of them were interns. The rest of them were full-time employees, whether they're age 22 or 62. Got it. So, but so it did start with the uh, concept of kind of a collaboration of different employers saying we desperately need talent. That's right. And then, hey, let's add this up. You know, between the you know maybe top fifteen employers in the region, mm-hmm. we've got over a thousand combined interns in Lansing. That's right. Who may be sitting alone in their apartment in a strange town, mm-hmm. saying Lansing kind of doesn't have a lot to do. That's right. You know, but but we we know that there there's a lot to to do here. But we know Lansing, and so right. the idea of having um, uh, people make place. Mm-hmm. You know, you put you know 400 people on a patio somewhere, and all of a sudden you've got a party, even if that patio alone isn't all that cool. <laughs> I mean, and, and we have plenty of cool places, we so do. I don't mean to talk down no, about that. Yeah. But right, that concept of giving them an experience. So I think that's fantastic. You mentioned that the employers of these of these uh, interns and, and now just general employees um, are, are the real contributors. What other stakeholders are involved in this program? You bet. So a lot of different community organizations that might have a vested interest in seeing more talent moved to or retained in the community are partnering with us. So whether that's the Lansing Regional Chamber of Commerce or LEAP, uh, the Greater Lansing um, CVB, um, other organizations like that have always been supporters since day one. Um, and then, as I alluded to earlier, we wouldn't exist without our corporate support. So um, most of the larger employers across the region uh, have been a supporter of Lansing 501 either recently or since day one, since several years ago. And we're so thankful for their support because in turn, we can take that support and, and deploy events and programming that are unique, experiential, maybe include some type of professional development component. So it's going to be different from your just typical networking event. Right. And it's getting more and more competitive because, you know, forever people have talked about Michigan's brain drain and we're losing these great talented people out of state. Then you talk about how do we keep the students and everyone that are here here but the other side of that is let's attract people. Let's uh, let's make Lansing a buzzword place so that you know maybe some person down in Fort Wayne, Indiana is like, all right, I got to get out of my hometown. Where am I going to go? Lansing, Michigan. That's right. I mean, they're they're lighting up the heat map. There's all kinds of stuff going on up there. There's a new buzz. I can be a big fish in a smaller pond. That's right. And really contribute. So I applaud all of that because every employer I talk to is desperate for talent. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head. You know, we understand that we have a out migration rate. In other words, a percentage of talent that might study here or grow up here and then leaves to go somewhere else. But our rate is pretty on par with other metropolitan regions. It's the other part of it, and that is being a beacon for talent that maybe is not familiar or didn't grow up in the region originally. So folks that are not scared of winter, they've seen snow before, <laughs> whether that's Pittsburgh or Cleveland or Columbus or Madison or Minneapolis, um, helping them understand that, hey, Lansing is an amazing place 
and you can get an additional 16 days of your life back because we have short commutes here and you're not going to have that in, in uh, other metropolitan markets like a Seattle or San Francisco or the coastal cities. That's for darn sure. I've lived in a couple of those. And, and every you know. time we go back, we say, you know, we undervalue <laughs> That's the right. quality of life we That's have. That's a real thing. With, with you know, because I can get anywhere in 15 minutes pretty mm-hmm. much. And then from a state perspective, I can get anywhere in an hour. That's right. So, I mean, yeah. Anyway, that that's a broad brush stroke, but uh-huh. yeah. uh, and before we wrap up the the intro to five hundred one, so Lansing five hundred one, remind everyone how the name came up, what, what the symbol. Absolutely, is. when we were thinking about what to name organization, we knew that there was this myth that Lansing kind of died after five o'clock, that it wasn't alive and bustling, and and we knew that wasn't the case. So we said, let's just kind of play on that term and help. Uh, bust that myth and because we want to showcase programming that illustrates to our audience that Lansing has an alive night scene that this is a great place not just during the day with your employer but also in the evening on the weekends as well perfect all right so as of this recording I mentioned June of 2019 you're entering into uh, season number three four four four, sorry season number four Uh, so let's talk about it Uh, so June you know the kickoff for this summer series how many events are you having and, and give us a quick rundown of what they're going to be? You bet. So this will be the second consecutive summer where we are offering a summer event series comprised of five events. The first four are all open to the public, kicking off with Dam Jam, which will be our kickoff event happening here pretty soon in the early part of June. And that event is an interactive, dynamic Riverside Music Festival starting at Cherry Hill, just by Kalamazoo Street, just south side of downtown working your way north along the river trail all the way to Old Town. And along the way, we are activating the river trail with uh, 12 different stages and 15 different musical acts or bands, um, along with the uh, art path installations will be up by then, right? Uh, which we're really excited about. So our guests will get a chance to experience those along the river trail. There's also going to be um, food trucks and artist village at Adata Riverfront Park. And the other really neat thing about this event is our intent to showcase mobility and the different ways to get around town. We know that our audience is really uh, interested in living in cities where there is a different uh, levels of mobility. So Mm -hmm. not just driving around a car, but can I bike? Can I walk? Uh, Can I take a kayak? Uh, What's the public transit system look like? And so we are including all of those things in our event. So CADA is partnering with us to provide special bus stops just for that night. Uh, We're going to have a 300-foot zip line in the air by Cherry (laughs) Hill once again. And so our attendees will be able to fly through the air to the beat of the music with the concerts right below them. Uh, We're also partnering with Rivertown Adventures to have kayaks moving up and down the river. And then we're really thrilled that uh, we've also partnered with Rivertown Adventures to offer the debut of the Grand Princess Riverboat, which will be coming out Thursday evening. And that uh, 100-person riverboat with two levels will be able to take guests up and down from Cherry Hill all the way to Adato Riverfront Park. And they'll be going back and forth every half hour. So our guests will literally get to experience all the different ways you can move around in the city uh, while enjoying music and art, entertainment, and food. And this is on a Thursday night. This is this a Thursday night. This is not night. a Saturday night gig. That's right. That's fantastic. All right. So that's number one. That sounds like a heck of, a, a heck yeah, of an event. Yeah, it's a high standard to, <laughs> to lead with. Um, but then after that event, as you look at the rest of our summer event series, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the weather works out, if we have more than a thousand uh, people join us at Dam Jam. After that, the other events might be a little bit smaller in nature, uh, certainly could allow for that many guests. Uh, that includes CEO Safari happening at Potter Park Zoo just a few weeks later in late June. That event uh, will give executives of many of our employer partners and sponsors the chance to roll up their sleeves and 
work on some volunteer projects at the zoo, like weeding some gardens, um, along with many of our young professional attendees. We'll also have food, uh, a nonprofit expo, and a VIP close encounter experience with the black rhino, which is hmm. typically something never reserved for the public. It's only uh, a really unique opportunity that our guests will get that evening. Um, then we take about a three-week break to give folks a chance to catch their breath and enjoy the 4th of July holiday. And then we get right back at it on July 11th, and that event is going to be called Alley Affair. That's going to be taking place in the Pier Marquette Alley, just north of Michigan Avenue by Clara's and Cooley Law School Stadium. Yep, There's a really cool alleyway. We're working with some of the businesses there uh, to conduct some uh, large, larger-than-life mural artwork uh, installations happening there. Uh, music, food, of course. You can see common themes in our <laughs> events, music and food. Yep. And then we're also going to have a philanthropub, giving attendees a chance to uh, purchase a drink that evening in a beer garden setting. And the tap of the drink they pick, uh, those proceeds of that purchase will go to a nonprofit in our community that's attached to that particular tap handle. Clever. We've seen this in other major markets across the country, and it gives... Uh, young professionals a chance to enjoy social entrepreneurship and giving back to the community in a really kind of fun, creative way. So that event or that element of that event will be kicking off that evening. And you have evidence that that's important. That's right. right. I mean, you're not doing that just as a, as a whim No, that we're finding that, you know, and again, you say it's for pretty much all ages, but that emerging talent really values that and that really hits in their wheelhouse. So that's not an accident. Exactly right. We're very intentional about that. And we recognize that, uh, you know, social entrepreneurship, uh, supporting organizations that support the community, um, it gives uh, attendees a chance in a really small but fun way to kind of give back. So, and also it highlights the different organizations in our community that are sometimes looking for talent, whether it be for volunteers or for full-time work. Um, and so it's an important part of the community we want to showcase. And then our last public event will be taking place in Meridian Township uh, called Lansing Flow in late July at Lake Lansing Park South. Nice. Really excited to show off a gem of our community and give attendees a chance to experience the lake um, and not just with kayaking or pedal boats, but we're, we're hopefully going to be able to offer some sailing to our attendees that night and have some other fun things in store for that evening. Great. All right. So you're not going to be bored this summer. No, I don't think so. And you're a family man too, right? That's right. I, <laughs> my kids will typically be out at our events. Uh, so we, we call them like Lansing 501, uh, future attendees, right? And we start right. young. Yeah. So that we'll have a good time. Well, that's fascinating. I mean, I, I can only imagine, and maybe I'm setting you up, but it, you know, what are the employers saying about what this has evolved into? Not that the last seasons haven't been as engaging as these, because they have been. Right. But um, you know, they're fun events. That, you know, at face value, if people show up, they're going to have a good time. But is there any way to measure, like, if there's a longer lasting effect? I mean, is the pro is the Lansing Five Hundred One mission becoming successful? Is talent staying? How does that work? It's a great question. And so we can look at some of the preliminary numbers and we know we've doubled our event attendance each year, the last three years, and that's important. Um, but when we think about our metrics and how do we know if we're moving the needle on talent attraction and retention, we really want to put some real dollars behind it. And that speaks to kind of this evolution of Lansing 501 going forward. We're going to be doing more place-based marketing efforts. And so we're really thrilled in the next month or so we're going to be announcing uh, a new campaign and initiative to completely overhaul our website mm. and do some more marketing campaigns to uh, really focus on outbound marketing, talent attraction, and retention. And so I mentioned those communities before, like a Pittsburgh or a Cleveland or a Madison or a or Minneapolis. 
those are other Midwest markets that, that have talent. And are they hearing the message from Lansing that we're open for business, we're open for talent, and we're a great place to come live, work, and play? And so we want to be uh, kind of fulfilling that part of our mission and vision. And so you'll see more work from us uh, in that regard. And with those initiatives comes much more data that we can then take back to our stakeholders. And, and that's really why we're doing this. We've been asking the questions to our employer partners. How do you recruit talent? What's the one-stop shop you send a prospective candidate when you're trying to convince an executive to move from San Francisco to Lansing, Michigan? And they've never stepped foot in our state before. And we want to be uh, providing the solution to that, that challenge of what's the web resource, the digital platform that I can send someone and, and continue to compel them that they want to live and work here. And so we talk about the website. Tell us what that website is. Absolutely. Right now you can go to Lansing501.com and you'll learn all about our organization. We have a lot of photo and video content there. Information, of course, are about our upcoming events. And if you want to contact our organization, uh, we're across all the different social media outlets and all of that can be found at our website. Got it. Lansing501. And you do collaborate with other organizations in other cities that have similar kind of you programs, bet. right? Absolutely. So we've kind of been inspired by and collaborate with organizations like Hello West Michigan and the West Side of the State. Uh, After Five Detroit is a company that puts on a great summer event series for interns. Uh, the Detroit Chamber does some similar work. So we're, we're definitely not working in a silo. Got it. And I think that that's important for people to understand around the state. So ask the question about your community and see if you can find their equal but uh, different type of an endeavor like this. Exactly. So we've had Chris Sell, the executive director of Lansing 501. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it.